1: That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for Welcome to the May 10th edition of the PFF forecast. We have Guess the Lines. Finally, at long last, we have games. There are lines out there. We're going to guess them. It's going to be great. What's wrong? All right. Um, before we get into the games, the big games that are going to be played in a few months, we're recording this on a Wednesday afternoon, a few hours before the future NBA champion Lakers play uh, in game five with a 3-1 lead against the Warriors. Argent, what are the chances that they win this game?
0: Um well game five, I don't I don't think they'll win. Uh I mean going on the road, I think is a little bit tough. And what would like, the spread have to be in
1: game five for you to take the Lakers?
0: Probably like eight and a half. I think it's at seven and a half, but like yeah, I'd probably only feel comfortable like eight and a half. I mean, just I mean, Road Warriors are like so tough to like understand. And like when they go get back home, like they usually like turn it on. Like game one, I think was a little bit of a fluke for the Lakers, but I I don't really feel comfortable betting the Lakers on the road. But, you know, if it gets up to eight and a half, nine and a half, maybe in game, uh, that might be a play for me.
1: I am betting all Warriors spreads uh, all night long, and I will continue to bet them. Uh, And if the Lakers win, great. Uh, I don't foresee that happening. I'm I, Mike Greenberg was uh, petitioning them to rest LeBron and Anthony Davis, and I I pitched this idea at the beginning of the series right after Anthony has played forty four minutes. I would still implement it. I feel like kind of an idiot for agreeing to a certain extent with Mike Greenberg, but that's the world that uh, that's the world that we live in. Um, all right, uh, we have got NFL games. Um, we have the London games. We have the Germany games. There are two this year uh, because there is not a Mexico City game. Um, And then we have two more that have also been announced. So we have uh, a nice little set of of games for us to, uh, sorry, three more that have been announced. Um, So we have a nice set of eight games. We're going to guess the lines um, and we are going to discuss whether we want to bet them now or not. You can actually bet these, which is absolutely phenomenal. So let's start uh, week four. This is the first uh London game. Jaguars play back-to-back weeks in London. This is the first of them. The Falcons and Jags at Wembley Stadium. Brad, football is back, baby. Um, what do you think this line should be?
2: Football's back. I got the Jags minus five and a half.
0: Um, yeah, I got the I got
1: the Jags minus five. Um, I went with Jags by five and a half as well. Um, now I am seeing on our friends at FanDuel, I am seeing Jags by four. Um, so, uh, start with you, uh, Brad, are you, are you betting this one or a point and a half off?
2: Interesting. It's the same on DraftKings as well. Um, that is pretty short. I think it's a bit of an overreaction to, you know, the offseason champions that are the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, at least in the free agency, I think people said that. I'm not sure everyone said it about their draft class, but I'm going to say no just because I have a play on the next Jaguars game in in, uh, in London, so I'll skip this one. But I, if, I, if I was betting something, it would be Jaguars.
0: Yeah, I think uh, auto auto bet for me would just be Calvin Ridley over his revenge game against Atlanta, uh, or maybe just take the Jaguars team total over. I am like – I've been lower on the Falcons just in general. Um not like specifically their team, but I think their defense, especially. I mean, you know, you talk about their offseason additions, like you add uh, Calais Campbell, like you'll add, uh, uh, you always forget the Saints, Uh, David David Onyemato. Yeah. Yeah. But like they trade for Jeffrey Okudo and like, okay, it's great. They buy low, but there's still a like, he has a higher chance of being bad than he does of being good. Their slot corner, either it's Mike Hughes or Clark Phillips, like Clark Phillips is going to be a rookie. Like this is a bad secondary. And I think the Jags with Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram in a contract year. I mean, he hasn't even gotten his, his extension yet, so he still needs to play for his money. I really like the Jags to put up a ton of points here against a pretty, you know, leaky secondary that I think Trevor Lawrence can take advantage of.
1: Yeah. I mean, just look at the quarterbacks. What's the spread differential between the quarterbacks alone?
2: It has been Ritter and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. It's probably a touchdown <laughs> if not more.
1: So where is this, where is this being made up? Like I, I just, you know, I'm curious how you guys do this in, in your head. I'll just tell you how I guess the lines I think about, okay, I'm a bookmaker. What do I, what am I kind of, how am I power ranking these teams? Are there any key numbers I'm crossing? But then in my head, what I do is I do two things. I compare the two quarterbacks and I go, what's the difference between the quarterbacks? And that helps me set an initial line. And then it's like, okay, what's the difference between the rest of the teams? Because it's smaller. Like the rest of the teams, you know, are are, um, are still going to matter when you composite them together. But like I was doing this one. I was like, well, there's between Desmond Ritter and Trevor Lawrence, like seven and a half points. But you're telling me Desmond Ritter's just showing up and, and balling out? Like, no, absolutely not. And then the, the Jaguars are a better team otherwise and have better uh, a better coach. So the only reason that I ended up at five and a half was... It is a neutral site game. I know the Jaguars play overseas more frequently than than other teams do. Um, and then the other thing was, I just didn't think that this early on the books were going to lay kind of that big of a number. So I, I, you know, went down a little bit below six. So that's why I'm five and a half. But I'm I'm with you, Arjun. I'm betting this game uh, all day long, and uh, Calvin did the overs as well. Um, so I, I think I don't think there's any way. Mark my words. When we get to week four, unless there's like some big injury, there's just This is not going to be for anyone.
2: There's no chance.
1: (laughs) Week five, Jaguars playing again. They go from facing the Falcons to the Bills. So a slightly different challenge. Uh, This one is in Tottenham. So not theoretically, technically not home and home, but they will be in London um, or, you know, in uh, the UK. Um, over the course of the week. So I'm curious, as you guys are are answering this, whether you adjusted at all because the Jaguars were going to be there um, kind of for, for a longer period of time, Brad?
2: Yep, so I did, and and I'll be honest, I wanted to just see if the lines were actually out there. This was one that I saw. Uh, It was after I already wrote down my prediction, but I saw what it was. That's why I knew it was a bet, like I just mentioned. Um, But yeah, I did. I I think it's a big deal. Like you said, it is early in the season, so maybe it's less of an impact, but the fact they get to set up camp there, stay there for the entire week, uh, prepare for it, all those things, it it did influence it. So anyway, uh, I had the Bills minus three in this game.
0: I went with uh, Bills minus three and a half. Yeah, I, um,
1: <clears throat> Bills by three and a half as well. On FanDuel, it is Bills by three and a half minus 105. Jags plus three and a half is minus 115. So they are kind of on the fence uh, just a little bit there. Um, Brad, are you betting that half point?
2: Yes, absolutely. So I think a couple things here. A, I just talked about a bunch of stuff in terms of, you know, situation, all that. B, I don't think Von Miller is back by week five. And I think this price mm-hmm. might be reflecting if Von Miller could be in this game. And I'd be surprised if a 34 year old coming off a torn AC, I think he'll play next year. I don't think it's going to be by week five. Um, and I just you look at the matchup again Calvin Ridley is the best offseason move that either of these teams made by a significant margin. The Bills secondary was kind of leaky last year. I mean, Trey White is an All-Pro, very good player, but after his ACL tear, did not look the same. Um, and because the Jaguars have a lot of tertiary weapons and and can now spread it around a good amount um, with a limited pass rush that went from top five in in, in pressure rate without blitzing with Von Miller to bottom ten uh, in pressure rate without blitzing without Von Miller and, and not really making any substantial improvements in my eyes. Uh, I just don't really see um, you know why they should be over a field goal. When I bet a three. I thought it was going to be on the money. I saw the hook and I said, all right, I'm taking Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, uh, I I like that analysis, Brad. Um, I'm with you there that I think, you know, Von Miller won't be playing. I'm also, I've also just always been like, kind of like, I think the Bills defense, like for how many like good players they have, they've never really performed at that level. I feel like to, to good opponents and, you know, they lose Leslie, Leslie Frazier and this is like kind of early in the season. So new DC could be going through some, Growing pains could be like kind of learning about, you know, calling defense for the first time or just like uh, acclimating himself with this group. And yeah, I mean, Jaguars being in London for that second week, I think they should be, you know, they, they should have the advantage there from that perspective. But overall I, I do think like bills are obviously the better team as reflected in the spread. And I, I don't, I'm not going to bet this just because I think the bills like, their offense will be pretty good this year. And I'm not that big on the Jaguars defense, especially after losing guys like Arden Key uh, to free agency and you know cutting Shaq Griffin. So uh it could be a little bit of a you know changing period for them as well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lay off this three and a half.
1: I'm laying off as well. I would be interested to see what the total comes out to. I think the uh, bills here with the flexibility of digs, I think they put digs in the slot a lot in this game. Um, Trey Herndon 93rd highest graded corner plays in the slot 56 PFF grade digs, you know, they, they do a great job moving them around, motioning him around. Um, I, you know, I think he eats them alive here in this game. Um, and I, you know, I did give the Jaguars a little bit of credit for staying in London, but then I thought more and more about it and I actually don't know. I mean, the jet lag is one thing, but these are professional football teams that spend millions and millions of dollars. And it's not that hard. If you do that to counteract the impact of jet lag, like an average human can do it. If they just put some thought into it, it's not the end of the world. So then I thought about it this way, actually, which is you're spent, you're almost on vacation for a week. And it's like, you know, you're in London, you probably got some family with you. Like, I actually don't know that I'm that big of a fan of of spending that amount of time there. The Bills are traveling from Buffalo, New York. So it's not like they're coming from San Francisco, California, uh, all the way over there. So it's not as big of a journey. Um, So yeah, I ended up not giving him a whole ton of credit. And and for that reason, I am, uh, I'm going to lay off a little bit, but I will probably bet some Stephon digs overs if they ever uh, decide to release player props early. We can always hope, I guess. Uh, week six, this one is again in Tottenham. The Baltimore Ravens, Odell Beckham Jr., and the Baltimore Ravens are going to face the Tennessee Titans. Brad, would you make this?
2: Yeah, so this is one where I like the uh, the thought process of. I'm guessing the spread has Ryan Tannehill in place. And maybe if Tennessee's season just starts off terribly, uh, you get a Will Levis game early in the season. Maybe they wouldn't Mm. do that to him in London against the Ravens defense. But nevertheless, um, I went Tennessee plus five and a half here.
0: I went uh, Ravens minus six.
1: I went Ravens by six and a half. Um, And uh, I'll just say this. I was kind of thinking the same thing. As you, Brad, which is man, the Titans suck, and this could be um this this could be Will Levis by then, and in that case, I would really like the Baltimore Ravens uh, against Bluffs and Titans. Um, but I think you know I, I like them kind of regardless anyway. So um, landed six and a half. Um, uh, sorry, it is five and a half. I should say um, that is on Fanduel right now. i just minus one ten to both sides. So you nailed it, Brad. Um Arjun, you were off by by half. I was off by a point. Arjun, are you gonna bet that?
0: Um, I'm not betting the spread. I do I'm not gonna well, I can't bet anything yet, but I do like the under in this game, um depending on what it opens up at, you know, on the day of. I think, I, I think about like both of these teams Ravens are kind of building like a defensive identity, you know, re-signing Roquan. And, you know, they uh, signed Rocky Sin. Like they have like good pieces on defense. Mike McDonald, one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL, in my opinion. And then Mike Rabel, I think, you know, while I don't think the Titans have a lot of talent on defense, I think he always gets the most out of them. And, uh, you know, just not to forget like these two teams have history um, going back to like 2021, I want to say when they met in the playoffs and, uh, you know, the Titans were stomping all over the Ravens logo and then Marcus Peters picks off Brian Tannehill at the end. Like there is history between these teams. It's going to be a physical game. I think Mike Rabel, like he does a pretty good job, I think, against mobile quarterbacks um, looking at you know the history between these teams in like in their last like three games. Only one game has really been like a shootout or in their last four games. Um, and in that one game where it, it, the total went to 54 points, like Derrick Henry did have like a big game. And I think the Ravens defense is equipped to handle kind of Derrick Henry now, and they will put a lot of, uh, emphasis on stopping Derrick Henry. So I like the under in this game. I think, you know, it, it'll be kind of a slog fest with a lot of running. So time should go off the clock. Um, but yeah, I don't really have a play on the spread as of right now.
1: I'm, I'm tempted, but, uh, I, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off here. I don't know why. There's like a little bird in, in my head, bird, whatever, voice in my head. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, that uh, is telling me not to bet it. I do think it's kind of the Vrabel thing. Like, don't underestimate um Mike Vrabel. But uh, I will say this, this is kind of interesting. On FanDuel, they tell you the percentage of money uh that was bet and the percentage of bets that were placed on one team. And I don't know if you guys have the math chops to handle this for me, but can you guys make sense of this? According to this, 100% of the money, the spread money wagered is on Baltimore. And 84% of the bets are on Baltimore.
2: I got nothing for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a that's a trick question. That's like one of those, you know, stumpers. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I thought I was like
1: seeing something wrong. I don't know, Arjun. You're in school, so like this is yours. This sounds like a question that you're gonna get on a final at some point here.
0: They they might be like rounding up or something from like ninety nine point five percent and up. I guess only. Or could it be like
2: the money line? Like, is that the percent of the total bets on the game itself? And then that well, it still doesn't make any sense. It says spread. I almost spread. talked myself into an explanation. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. it says spread. So, Arjun, that was what I was thinking too is like you're you're rounding up from 99.9 or something mm. like that. And so that would mean 16 that would mean the 16% of bets that are on the Titans are like for 5 bucks. Yeah, less.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And <laughs> so they just came out today. and Yeah. I, maybe there's just I, I don't know i thought that was funny anyways um they've got a lot going on at the books. they're trying to figure figure some stuff out uh week nine also i can't imagine how many people have bet on these games yet week nine uh dolphins and chiefs in frankfurt um, our mission is to get timo riske to this game i don't know what we're gonna have to do that is my sole mission this year i saw this game come out this morning um, and I was like, I wonder if there's going to be a good game in Germany because uh, he deserves it. Um, and he got one: Chiefs and Dolphins. Um, Brad, let's start with you.
2: Yeah, he got one because I think this week is going to be fantastic. Maybe 70 points. The next week might have seven points. So I, I, I actually was thinking <laughs> this morning when it came out that a good troll would be to get him tickets to Colts Patriots uh, instead instead of Chiefs Dolphins. But anyway,
1: so, so here's what here's what we'll do, Brad. We'll we'll get him the tickets. The chief Dolphins, but we'll send it in in a disguise, and then he'll open it and be surprised. We just I gotta make that. sure he it's opens like- it before the next week.
2: <laughs> true, true, true. Just don't don't wait too long. But yeah, I, I was I was thinking about this morning, like chuckling to myself. He'd be like, "Oh, thanks, guys, appreciate it." Like <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I had Chiefs laying five and a half here.
0: Okay, I, I know I'm gonna be off market here, but I went Dolphins
1: or Chiefs minus three and a half. I I didn't think I was gonna be off market, um, and I said three and a half as well, and it is five and a half. Um, so Brad with the mysterious on the number once again, no idea how he made that happen. I'm just kidding. You. Um, okay, so Brad, you're on the number Argent um are we betting the dolphins i guess
0: um well i don't want to bet the dolphins yet i i still i, I it's going Like it's most likely going to be a bet for me i think like during the season if assuming like two is healthy and for most of the for most part the Dolphins defense is healthy because this really is a bet I think on Vic Fangio more than it is on just the team Um, looking at what he's done to Patrick Mahomes so in since 2018 since Patrick Mahomes has taken over as a starter in those five years he's averaged a point basically 0.3 EPA per play and a 53.6 success rate when either running or throwing the ball against Vic Fangio specifically when uh, Fangio was the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Mahomes' EPA per play dropped down to 0.18 and only a 51% success rate. So, you know, numbers across the board lower when facing Vic Fangio. And now I think he has the most talented defense he's had since 2018 when he was with Chicago. There's a lot of pieces on this team to be able to stop this Chiefs offense. And again, like this Chiefs offense didn't like, it didn't get better over the offseason. You lose a- Going from Orlando Brown to Juan Taylor, maybe is a minor upgrade. You go from Rasheed or Juju to Rasheed Rice, like that is a downgrade to me. Like I don't care what anyone says. Like you're not ex- I- I'm not Expect Rasheed Rice to step in as a rookie and produce like Juju did last year. And I think overall, I mean you have Jalen Ramsey. I'm expecting Jalen Ramsey to, to match up on Travis Kelsey for this whole game. Like that's the reason you trade for him. So I think there's a lot of pieces for the Dolphins defense to get stops on this Chiefs offense. And on the flip side, I don't know if, if the Chiefs have enough to get, you know, get to, to uh and get past this Dolphins offense, assuming that they're as prolific as they were last year to start the year. Um, and you know, they, they figured some stuff out in terms of like countering opponent adjustments. So yeah, I really like it at five and a half. I think if the dolphins perform as we, I I think our podcast believes they can, um, you know, they could make this a matchup. And I think this five
1: and a half will trend closer to like four. So I think this is a bet on Tua's help. I think the reason it's five and a half is what are the chances that Tua plays in this game? Um. You know, by the time you get to week nine, who knows? <laughs> I mean, honestly, who knows? My kid so, knows I- if you saw that th- Twitter thread. <laughs> I did not. Can you explain <laughs> this to me? <laughs>
0: so he, he and- did this thread on Twitter where he gave these, like, QB awards, like, superlatives. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the first, like, couple were just, like, you know, best quarterback, like, strongest arm, like, and then it just got like weird. It was like most durable Josh Allen, least durable to, uh, and, you know, Dolphins Twitter obviously caught, caught wind of that. And, you know, that became a huge thing. And even like the national report yeah. writers were talking about it. So I don't, I don't know where he was going with that one. You know, he was like the former GM of the dolphins. So maybe there is some like animosity there. I don't really know, but I thought, you know, that was a funny,
1: kind of funny tweet you put out. Yeah. He's susceptible to getting concussed, I guess, you know, that's, it's not, not wrong.
2: It wasn't an yeah. incorrect tweet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't I lost my train of thought now. Uh, I'll say, uh, while I regain my train of thought, I'll remind everyone to go join the Printing Press Discord. That is the podcast Discord. Um, obviously, we now have some more things to talk about with, uh, with some spreads being released. But we bet on everything in there. Formula One, uh, golf. We got the PGA Championship coming up. Obviously, the draft. Um, and if it is... If, if it is uh, bettable, we will bet it. And a lot of really sharp people in there, in addition, obviously, to Brad and, and Arjun. Um, so you get a lot of wisdom that is dropped. We bet on the Oscars. Someone called the, the best actor like three months uh, in advance. So go join. The link is in the description of the YouTube channel. You can also find it from us on Twitter if uh, you can't find it there. Um, and I will uh, let everyone know if you jump in uh, now, we are doing some first looks at new PFF products. Uh, and so as a part of being a member of the Discord, you get to try these out, you get to give feedback, um, you'll get to use them before anyone else will. Um, it's a really cool thing. Um, I'll actually be, um, sometimes it's it's other members of the team that are running these, I will be running them uh, with members of the team on Friday. And there are still a few spots left, last I checked, they a bunch of them filled up quickly, but there's still a couple of spots left. So um go jump in there and and grab a slot uh and um we will i will see you on uh on friday all right i am betting the miami dolphins i think Tua. i'm now convinced after listening to mike tannenbaum that Tua will be alive for week nine i think he's jinxed him into health um and here here's the thing i think all those points are are really good about the chiefs um uh, that, that you make Arjun and what have we seen from the Chiefs, I think, of late? They've been really, really good, but the propensity to blow teams out, it, it's just, it's not as, you know, it's not quite as, uh, as um, I don't know, often or frequent. Um, and I, I just think this this is a spread where I know it's probably going to be a really, really high total. So it's going to mean a little bit less. But I legitimately like the Dolphins' chance. I think the Dolphins, we've talked about this, we really like the Dolphins. So I think it's kind of aligning with that theory. Um, the Jalen Ramsey, Travis Kelsey thing, I think is a really good point. But I would actually think about this potential narrative, which is, you know, Tra- I'm not saying Travis Kelsey is going to fall off a cliff, but if Travis Kelsey regresses or even starts to regress a little bit, and I think he's the best tight end maybe to ever play the game. But you have to take that into account. If that does happen, there's no one else. And I know Patrick Mahomes is amazing, but that would be really hard to overcome. Whereas with the Dolphins, I feel pretty good about their um, uh, their supporting cast for Tua. Um, so if he's healthy, uh, I like them quite a bit. And the Fangio point is great as well. I didn't even think about that. Um, Colts and Patriots, as you mentioned, is the next week, it is week 10. It is in Frankfurt as well. Brad, would you make this?
2: Yeah, I think it's funny you were needling me for being right. I think it was because I was just being a coward and not willing to go to an actual number. Uh, and so it's funny that I, that I ended up being right. I'm definitely going to be wrong on this one because I had the uh, the cojones to do that. So I had the Patriots minus six. I'm guessing it's going to be longer than the than the actual spread. Yeah, I went Patriots minus five. I had Patriots by
1: six like you, Brad. It is Patriots minus five. Um, and uh, minus two both sides. So uh, Arjun, you nailed this one. Um, Brad, what are you thinking here?
2: Yeah. Uh, I think Patriots honestly had a solid off season. Uh, I mean, I think Christian Gonzalez, we know everything, you know, I don't need to repeat my thoughts on him, but oh all jokes aside, I think it does add a dimension to <laughs> Don't take anything like, Brad's saying here. I'll pick, no, no, we've, already, we've already moved out. We've already moved on. Hey, I didn't like Keon White, but I think it was a good pick at 46. I just didn't think he was going to go in the first round. Um, but no, all jokes aside, like I think their defense, which, you know, you do look at the, the breakdown last year of the quarterbacks they faced and they were, the number one in the NFL by a country mile against bad quarterbacks, and kind of more close to the average against uh, the better ones they faced. But Um, this probably is going to be a rookie, Anthony Richardson, who I do like long-term, but as we've talked about plenty, um, don't know if he'll be great in his first year. The guy at this point will maybe have played 13 college games and, I don't know, six-plus NFL games, and then he's going to go against Bill Belichick with a defense that brought back Jonathan Jones that added, like I just mentioned, their first and second round pick uh, on defense. Two guys I think will make an impact pretty much right away. And lastly, I think by week 10, they'll probably be sitting there – three games out of the division trying to scrap and claw their way to a uh, to a a wild card or something. And they'll just, you know, he hates the Colts. All Bill Belichick does is, you know, he trades down to screw over the jets and he beats the Colts by 40. Those are two things you can count on Bill Belichick (laughs) to do. Um, So yeah, I'm betting the Patriots here.
1: That was exactly my thought too, Brad. I was like, there's one thing. If there's two things I like, it's Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback and Bill Belichick against the Colts. I yep. can't remember a time where the Colts had a chance against Bill Belichick. Now, the one flip side of that, and I'm curious, Arjun, if you uh consider this is, you know, Anthony Richardson is a mobile guy. The narrative around, you know, Bill Belichick struggling against mobile quarterbacks. Was that something that you thought about?
0: Yeah, no, that I was literally gonna bring that up uh when I was gonna talk about the game. Cause I definitely like, I think it matters. Um And I think like Anthony Richardson is the type of quarterback to take advantage of Belichick's weakness, but on the flip side, I did think about like Shane Sykin and Shane Sykin when he was in LA in 2020 in his last year with the chargers, uh, Bill Belichick came to town and completely wiped the slate with him and Anthony Lynn 45 to zero in LA. Like it was a beatdown. like Sykin and Lynn kind of just got like, got the Belichick masterclass. I don't know if he's, you know, kind of overcome that yet. If he's, figured out a way to beat the the greatest coach of all time yet. And and I don't know if Anthony Richardson is the quarterback to really like take advantage of that. And like, you know, for Steichen to kind of, you know, beat Belichick's defense. So that kind of aspect of things like while Richardson's mobility will be a, a plus against Belichick, I don't know if, you know, Shane Steichen yet is the type of coach as a head coach to be able to, you know, figure out Belichick. Another like weird point about this game Um, you know, assuming that Christian Gonzalez steps in as the cornerback one for the Patriots, he's gonna be matched up on Michael Pittman. Michael's brother, Micah Pittman, went to Oregon for for three years from 2019 to 2021. In those three years, from 2020 and 2021. Uh, that's when Christian Gonzalez was a freshman and a sophomore, you know, I'm assuming both of them went went at each other in camp and such. So, you know, Micah, who's still going to be in college, he transferred to Utah, maybe has some, you know, tips for his brother to be able to match up on Christian Gonzalez. So depending on how Michael's doing throughout the year, depending on how good Anthony Richardson is as a passer, could look to some Michael Pittman overs again, that's like purely a D gen play and just like a, a betting off this random fact that I I thought of, but uh yeah, I think the Anthony Richardson mobility and Shane Steichen against a uh, Belichick. I think those things need to be considered before anything else. <laughs>
2: last not as in-depth and incredible as that matchup stat, but I, I did also think about like look the Patriots receiving core is not great we all know that but uh the Colts corners I mean rookie Julius Brents might be the best cornerback on the team at least of an outside corner they obviously have Kenny Moore uh, that, that was truly incredible stuff right there I don't know how to follow that act but um but yeah like it's I also think it's a good matchup where the Patriots I think are going to have a good offensive line that can hold up against the Colts pass rush and then if they do hold up Mac will be able to find a soft spot you know in, in a weak link secondary and, and just kind of to matriculate the old ball down the field.
1: Just wait till you hear my inside scoop on the next game. It's gonna blow your minds. <laughs>
2: uh I
1: am betting I'm betting the Patriots here. Um I, I think that the uh the chances of ruin for the Colts uh are are there. Um I don't know you know if if they, they aren't ruinous I think it probably does end up around five and a half six. Um patriots are still favored so um okay let's go to Dolphins, Jets. This one is in New York. Um, our Dolphins against Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, Brad.
2: Yeah, I'm curious what you guys say now. If you had them only catching three and a half against Kansas City, uh and Aaron Rodgers Jets. So Cowardly again, I went, I went minus two and a half. I, I wasn't willing to go to the full three.
1: Yeah, I went uh just minus two and a half as well. All right, I am the lone uh lone soldier. Oh no, you went three. No, you went two and a half. I went three. Two and a half. Um, it is two and a half. Uh, that is uh, what the Jets are favored by. Um, so I'll start. This is my inside scoop. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I've done a lot of research on where Aaron Rodgers has been uh, over the course of the offseason. I have uncovered that um, he has been um, what appears to be uh, at a um, kind of ayahuasca, um, I don't know what you call it, congregation or something like that. Um, so here, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the whole the whole scheme here. I'm not actually making this up. This is dead true. So uh, the guy that Aaron Rodgers is like really close with, who he goes on his podcast to like, you know, he's like his his brother in Christ, I guess would be the best way to to put it. A guy named Aubrey Marcus, who uh, is he founded On It, which is like a fitness brand, protein whole thing. Um, but he's also like a big ayahuasca guy, um, and, um, has this podcast pretty well known podcast. So I follow him obviously, because I am enamored with anytime Rogers goes on there. I think it's super interesting. The guy that's on there who I thought had some really interesting things to say, put at that, they're interesting to listen to. So I click on his, his profile, I'm scrolling through his stuff, like, you know, and I see a picture of what appears to be. I'm like, I wonder who that is, Is that Aaron Rodgers? Click on it. Yes, it's Aaron Rodgers. Do a little more research. My take, Aaron Rodgers is in a great headspace, okay? He's in the right mental space to to play well this year. I think he's looking healthy. That's what the pictures told me. Um, I think the Jets are going to be really good this year. So I went full three.
2: I respect that. I mean, look, he got the haircut, so he's looking healthy. He's looking happy. He's looking uh, homed. Like it's, it's all looking good for for Aaron Rodgers right now.
1: Yeah. So I will bet, I will bet the Jets based on that insider information I had to, I had to compete with Arjun there. You had to (laughs) to battle back there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also this is week, this is week 12. So there's three more weeks through which, uh, Fragile Tua could go down.
2: True. I also, I'm honestly shocked you didn't make a joke about how, how uh, Rogers will be rested and, and available on Black Friday because he doesn't have anything to attend on Thursday. The fact you didn't bring that up, I had like minus 650 on George making that joke, RG. You know, you not realize you it was too. Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, I have One more thought, too, though. Um, Vic Fangio, his defense has done historically well, not only against Rogers when they obviously battled in the same division, but you know, all those articles about all oh, the Shanahan tree and kind of the counter has often been Vic Fangio's defense. So my thought here, again, we're not going to get this for six months, but maybe a sneaky under where people are going like, to Oh, It's the high powered mm-hmm. dolphins against the high powered, uh, Aaron Rodgers offense. Hey, it's a late season divisional game uh, with two very good defenses. Um, maybe that's kind of a play, uh, as well.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, with, I'm, I'm laying off. But I agree with all the points you guys made, and I, I am curious to see how uh, both
1: teams kind of play out this season. Two more games, divisional matchup between the G Men Giants and the Eagles in Philadelphia, Week Sixteen. Brad,
2: I had an Eagles minus a full touchdown.
1: Same. I had Eagles by seven and the hook, Eagles by seven and a half. And it is it is Eagles minus seven and a half minus one fifteen. Um, so no love for the the G men. I'll start here. Uh, I, I agree with this, uh, and I, um, I mean, I you think you could make a case for eight. I think the Giants are eight. I I do like Dable quite a bit, but I think the Giants are a sneaky candidate for some some regression. Um, I just. Daniel Jones did not deserve the contract that he got. And I think now that you're paying him that money, it's going to show up. And I think one of the themes of this year is going to be how angry the Giants fans are and how happy the Jets fans are. And frankly, I think Jets fans deserve it, especially after what I put them through last year.
2: They, they do deserve it for many reasons. Uh, my thinking here was the only reason I'm afraid of it is – With how bad the NFC is, let's say like the Cowboys don't have the season we expect. Are the Eagles Hmm. maybe not resting starters of week 16, but like are they not giving max effort in a week 16 game? Stop. (laughs) Stop. I I don't know. (laughs) Did you do ayahuasca
1: between this game and the last one?
2: Yeah, there is a chance that they're sitting there with like 12, 13 wins in week 16, and they just don't need this game at all. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, because Brock Purdy's robotic arm or like I said, it takes the Cowboys having a down year because that means the division will be clinched um, and the conference probably would look pretty good. I don't know. It's it's, crossed my mind.
0: I think I mean the way I, I looked at this game, uh I, I went back to the playoff game actually that these two teams played. The game opened eight and minus Eagles eight and a half. They got bet down to seven and a half by close. And we're pretty much getting the same game. But I mean, the Eagles objectively objectively I think got worse in the offseason. Giants, I think they stayed pretty much the same. Maybe they got a little bit better. Um, you know, I, I it's tough, but like Eagles, you can say for sure got worse. And there, there. It's a lot of projection on you nokobe know, Kobe Dean stepping in for TJ Edwards and Kaiser white. It's, you know, uh, Terrell Edmonds being a start, like a viable starter for them, Darius Slay and Bradbury, both were pretty old, like still playing at a high level. It's going to be December. So like, again, it's like late in the season, like their bodies are going to be broken a little bit broken down by then. I think I'm not going to bet The Giants, because I hate to fade the Eagles just on all accounts. And again, the only bet I'd be making on this game is the giant killer, Boston Scott, scoring a touchdown. And our friend Sam Hoppin gave the great idea of putting a reminder in your calendar the day before. I think so. I'm pretty sure this game is on Christmas Eve. The day before Christmas Eve or 12 a.m. on Christmas Eve, make sure to set that alarm, that calendar, bet Boston Scott anytime touchdown if it opens anything up like about like longer than like plus 2 like plus 200 i would make that bet easily just cuz i mean the history is there and i i think the eagles also know it and they're going to like feed him as much as possible yes. in the goal he line knows
2: he knows it the stocking stuffer right there
1: he knows it and this will be the second uh matchup between the two teams so when the schedule comes out tomorrow um arjun i'm relying on you to remind us in the discord to uh to set that, set that alarm. Um, okay, we're going to close out here with a New Year's Eve game that everyone will want to watch. It is Bengals at Chiefs. Brad, would you make this?
2: I had the Chiefs line a full field goal.
1: Uh, I went Bengals plus two and a half. I went with you, and I had uh, Chiefs minus two and a half. Did not get all the way to three. Uh, it is Chiefs minus three and a half. Now it is juiced. Uh it is minus 105 for the Chiefs, minus 115 for the Bengals. So not a full three and a half, but uh I I will I will start here. Uh Arjun, we were both um both on the other side of three. Uh, I will take I will take the hook with Joe Burrow. And I don't know what you have to do besides having watched these teams play each other to uh you know, to kind of go with that, um, with that narrative, they're always down to the wire. Um, I think that the Bengals are as good a team out there as there, as there are. So I will, I will take the hook. What about you, Arjun?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And also like when the Bengals like have their, most of their guys healthy, like Jamar Chase, T Higgins and Joe Burrow, like they don't lose by very much. Like you look at some of their losses last year, uh, like the really, like really the only game that got blown out was that, that Bengals or that, uh, that Browns game where they lost, uh, on prime time, but otherwise like they're only really losing by three or, and, and, and such. So like, yeah, I'm not like the fact that we're getting the hook for the Bengals, like that's an easy bet for me. And I do think that like the Bengals do a pretty good job on the chiefs. They kept both their co- uh coordinators and Lou and I think outside of Vic Fangio is probably the guy that's done the best work on Patrick Mahomes. The Bengals defense, for the most part, I would say stayed the same. They just they brought back guys like Jermaine, Jermaine Pratt. Uh, you know, they should get a Wouzier back from, for this game. I think he should be recovered from that ACL injury by then. So they should have a relatively healthy t- or it's obviously tough to project injuries when they're in week 17. But if everything goes right, like they have the pieces to beat the Chiefs, they've done it before. And even though this is in Kansas City, like, I mean, Bengals have done this, have gone in there twice and beaten them. So I'm not too worried about, you know, Bengals going on the road. And again, like, I just don't think with Burrow and Chase that this game should cross three.
2: Yeah. Think, what
1: do you think?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think objectively on paper, the Bengals had a much better offseason than the Chiefs did. I mean, I know you mentioned earlier, obviously, Jawan Taylor is better than Orlando Brown, but Orlando Brown's better than Jonah Williams and Lyle Collins. Yeah. I am still a bit concerned but they do at right tackle. I'm sure Jonah Williams will just have to be. Um, kind of won over and just take that job, which I think is not not a huge problem. Um, But, uh, you know, getting Miles Murphy, DJ Turner, and Jordan Battle in the first few rounds of the draft, I'm um, actually kind of like what the Chiefs did more than I think consensus. But I don't think they added players that make a big impact in 2023 much at all. Whereas I think Cincy honestly um, could get some contributions from all those players. Uh, and then you also add depth. Like if they have an injury receiver, um, you know, I think you have options now with Charlie Jones from Purdue, the guy they picked up. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I just think, like you said, I think the stat is they've actually never not covered a three-point spread when Jamar Chase plays. Yeah, which, I, yeah, which probably. Yeah. I was going to reference
0: that. I was going to reference yeah. that.
2: Yeah, which is For probably kind of a it? noisy stat, but uh, it's, it's funny nonetheless. So yeah, no, I think I think the hook is too much. I'm surprised. I'm very. I know I had three, but I'm still very surprised by that. Wait, what, yeah, Brad, what? what
0: was, yeah, what was I? I forget the exact stat. It was. It, does is it is it spread
2: or the overall like outcome of the game? I think they've. Never like the worst outcome they've ever had with Jamar Chase playing is a loss by a field goal. Yeah, I think that's like the they've stat. never not, they've never not covered three and a half when Jamar Chase plays, yeah, so, with
0: Joe Burrow, obviously. Yeah, so it's well, I, it could be noise, but like it also speaks to how good they are just stay like creating explosives, staying in the game, and just like turning that the game on its head. Um, I think, I think the only well, they they did lose to the Chargers by like 19 a couple years back or in 2021 and both Burrow and chase were healthy. So I I think it's, I think it's when they're a dog they've never lost by more than three. Cause they've definitely, they've lost by more than three. Like they lost by more than three to the Chargers, but they were favored by like three and a half that game. So I think it's the stats. Like if they're, whenever they're a dog, they've never lost by more than three and they've always covered when they're a
2: that's dog. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is, uh, who, is Jamar Chase your number one uh, wide receiver if you have to take one wide receiver to start a team with?
2: No. Jefferson for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking Jefferson. Taking yeah. Jefferson. It's close, but... Yeah. I think you make a case for Jamar Chase. Um... I think you could. I think you definitely could. I think he's a different physical... Like, there are fewer... Athletes walking around that are Jamar Chase's than Justin Jefferson's. He's just so technically sound and just good at what he does. But Jamar Chase, a beast.
1: Yeah, both very good.
2: Um, all right. We
1: have uh we have Lakers by by seven and, or getting seven and a half tonight. Um so uh just checking that right real quick. Putting um putting my entire summer's allowance on Warriors by by 19 and a half. It's the official ruling. Um Speaking of uh, summer in, uh, allowances, um, Arjun, you are uh, leaving us for the summer. You are going to get an internship, and uh, you're going to announce it later. I'm going to give a hint to the people out there. Uh, there's a good movie about internships. Um, you should go check it out. That'll give you a clue. Um, and uh, we're going to miss you for the summer, obviously. Hopefully, you'll be back to guest the lines with us um, next year. We wish you well. I wanted to say, I was curious, Brad, if you had any recommendations for Arjun, we've both obviously done, you know, summer internships and stuff before anything that any words of wisdom to give young AJ before he departs?
2: Yeah, hopefully he's too busy to, for this to apply. But we talked about betting baseball. If you have some downtime, you know, some internships, they can't always find work for you. That's about the only time you bet baseball. It's like noon, 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, you know, opening pitch. Uh, you know, check it out. Nice. But don't tell your employer, a, obviously. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what an incredible, what an incredible <laughs> gift to bet on baseball. Um, my recommendation <laughs> for you is not to be the try-hard intern let someone else do that and uh, then kind of show them up by actually just doing better work. I don't think you're going to be the tryhard intern, but I just, I always feel like it's necessary to, because you never know. Sometimes you get in there, you're smarter than everybody else. It's just like easy, but um, that never comes off. Well, play the long game.
2: (laughs) Real thing, real thing. That's important that it's very real, very important. Don't bring like, a, a notable lunch the first day like i had a buddy about a tuna salad sandwich first day of an internship you never do that because then you're a tuna salad sandwich guy for three months like you got to play it smart either bring nothing and you just go hungry at your desk or someone to get you something or just bring like <laughs> turkey and cheese with a piece of lettuce on, a, on on like white like just don't you know don't stick out don't stand out in the crowd all right
1: no tuna salad there you go uh
0: arjun you feel ready now yeah, no, I do. Great, great uh, pearls of wisdom from the fellows. Definitely going to keep that in mind uh, as, as I head into my internship. But yeah, this was this is a blast. And I hope I can come back when the season starts, because obviously, this is a, a very fun time of the week for me. So I, I really appreciate you guys and appreciate the press. And, you know, I'll still be hanging around the discord and stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the for the summer and obviously going
1: to be tuning into the pod, you know, every single episode. Brad and I will come check in on you, make sure you know that that you're doing okay. Um, and uh, you haven't ruined uh ruined anyone's day with bad bad lunches. That's a good one. I didn't even think about that. Oh, maybe yeah. maybe pick up intermittent fasting. That's your chance. Yeah. If you pick it up though, don't talk about it. That would be the biggest thing I would look for. Someone walks in and like the first day can't shut up about all of their amazing habits and
2: routines. No. The Keto CrossFit guy. Don't, don't be that guy either. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm a newly vegan CrossFit addict. So there you go. Um, Or ayahuasca. I don't know. Um, Anyways, uh, that was our show. We'll be back on Sunday. Um, Brad and I fresh off a nice ayahuasca trip uh, and betting some PGA uh, with the Lakers advancing. It's going to be a great show. Appreciate you guys hanging out. We'll talk to you later. Peace.